3: 60 years of family culture. Join the Robson Civil Projects team for the opportunity of a lifetime. Your rugby league coverage on SEN starts now. Welcome to NRL Crunch Time. Yeah,
4: welcome. This is NRL Crunch Time. Thanks to Robson Civil. Over 60 years of leading civil construction experience. Visit robsoncivilprojects.com.au. Welcome back to our listeners across the SEN network. SENQ 693 AM in Brisbane. SEN 1170 AM in Sydney and SEN 1620 AM on the Gold Coast. You can download the app and listen to us anytime, anywhere. Remember, you can join the conversation throughout today's show. Call 1300 01170, text us on 0457 736 or hit us up on social media, Twitter and Instagram at SEN League.
5: Sock, welcome! Grand Final day, we made it. it we did. And it's not lost on me being a, a Western Sydney or, or growing up there for 20 years, how big this is for Western Sydney. I, I remember moving over when I was eight years old to Richmond um, and coincidingly it was the 91 grand final that Penrith won, yeah. um, which was huge then. And ever since then, it almost seemed like Penrith and para you know, one team would be good, but the other team would struggle to, you know, I guess, emulate the other team's success. And now for the first time since I can remember, both Western Sydney teams are in the final. Um, Going to school, you either supported Parra or Penrith. You know, I was an outlier with South. So this is... This is huge. I'm a little bit nervous and excited because I think this is going to be an absolute humdinger of a game, Missile. We
4: got here at about 12 o'clock. Para fans already lining up. The gate's not opening for another hour. They're pretty keen. (laughs) Um, Sold
5: out of merchandise, I heard as well. Yeah,
4: yeah. Peter Wynn's had a big week out there (laughs) in Parramatta. Uh, He's just bought his third investment property off the back of a Parramatta (laughs) grand final. Um, Just getting a gauge uh, coming in, all the cars driving around and, all the supporters that I saw, seems like mostly Parramatta fans at this stage. I mean, this is Penrith's third grand final in a row, so they're probably less excited than yeah. those para-desperados. Those,
5: those para well, I mean, it's isn't it funny? I mean, one of the contrasts, which I love, is the two coaches. And you can sort of sense it in, say, Brad Arthur. He's a little bit more intense, you yeah. know, talking about we're going to win the collision and we're going to turn up with our A game. And, and Ivan seems a little bit way more relaxed, just gratitude, a sense of... You know, he's just glad to be in the occasion. And, and not necessarily saying which, which one's right or wrong. I think it just gives you a gauge on how much this might mean to Para since it's been, what, since 86? Yeah, I was reading in the telly today, 376 players have played or signed on, uh, 10 different coaches, three wooden spoons, two minor premierships, and it all culminates on a day like today, which today? is just so huge. And it, Those it, desperados. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it feels like... It's now or never
4: for the Eels, doesn't <laughs> yeah. it? It
5: really does. Well, they've got, what is it, about five players. Welcome, Brooksy. Five players going next year. Um, you know, there was big talk. Reed Marnie, and not just five players. Five, you know, standout players for them who will be pushing on.
4: Yeah, Marnie, Nia Kauray, uh, Papali'i. Um, um, Oregon Kafusi, Oregon Kifusi, yeah. yeah. Ray yep. Stone going to the Dolphins. Yeah, Ray Stone out as well. So... Um, when you talk about Grand Final memory, Sock, you said the 91 Grand Final, but you're a yeah. Souths
5: fan. Yep. What's your fondest memory? 14? Yeah, well, It would have to be 14 against against the Dogs. I can't remember 89 when they were minor premiers, but we were shot out in straight sets. My dad yep. does, or used to harp on about it. But I remember being <laughs> a Souths fan and how big it was because it was a lot just as long a break yeah. for us to go through and win a, a premiership. So there's just so much hanging on it yep. um, from a club's point of view. But my earliest memory of a final was that moving to Richmond, watching the... 91 Grand Final because it was just so huge for the area and the school that we're in. You know, you were you were painting stuff in class, you're sticking it on windows. It was it was that sort of involvement awesome, right it? through to the school yeah. level. Yeah, my I think my first Grand Final memory I
4: remember the 97 Grand Final between Newcastle and Manly. Of course, you see it replayed so many times, especially on Grand Final week. The amount of times I've seen that Darren Albert try I reposted on social yeah. media. Um, but as a Bulldogs fan, uh, 2004. Uh, it was the last grand final we won. Obviously, I was out here with, with the Magnuson family to see that one. So wow. very fond memories of that. And since then, I've seen them lose in twenty twelve and twenty fourteen. <laughs> so it's been a while between drinks for Bulldogs fans as well, but um, not quite as long as Parramatta fans. So yeah. it's gonna it's gonna be interesting to see how today pans out. Uh, if we have a quick look um, at the the background of the Panthers and Eels in grand finals, so we go back to ninety one. As you said, the Panthers. Uh, beat the Raiders in 91. The next grand final for one of these teams was 2001 yep. when the Eels were beaten by the Knights. They were raid, raging hot favourites and, and got upset there. 2003, we had the opposite. Panthers were the massive underdogs against the Roosters. Of yep. course, that's Scott Sattler tackle. And we'll talk to Sats. Yeah, on I think the they show. had a
5: 20 year reunion yesterday, I'm pretty certain. Yeah. So yep. maybe get some insight on how the boys have pulled up from that. But. <laughs> um, yeah, we, I think we're spending to Ben Ross. And it's it's interesting, you know, since it's been 20 years, I'm like, do you still stay in contact with a lot of these guys? Because they talk about, you know, it's as rare as teeth winning a final, but, you know, in a brotherhood that you sort of generate from those finals, do you still stay in contact? He said, mate, yeah, absolutely. We're still on a group chat. 20 good, years on, you still stay yeah. in touch. And it sort of does resonate and speak to you about how important these finals are, even 20 years on. Yeah. So
4: the next one after that, of course, was the Storm versus the Eels. The Eels lose that one, uh, but it's got an asterisk next to it. no
5: <laughs> yeah. uh, we'll still call it a grand fall, uh,
4: yeah, yeah, of course, the Storm um, were found to be over the salary cap, and their name's not on the trophy, apparently, Brooksy was saying. Uh, what, just empty? Yeah, it's one of those year? stolen, yeah, yeah. stolen just, premierships from yeah.
6: back in the day. Oh nine, that was an interesting one. You had that yeah. Parramatta run. Uh, yeah. I'm a Dragons fan, so... Yeah sort of hurt early week one where they yep. did the rope-a-dope after the yeah. uh, yeah. final round. Yeah, mm. But yeah, it's... I remember Fooey Fooey down in this corner scoring oh, that epic that. try yep. and Hoffman crossing early yep. Yep. to start the grand final. Yep. But yeah, it, unfortunately, that's not on there for the Storm.
4: Yeah. And then, of course, for the Panthers, this is their third grand final in a row. They had 2020 versus the Storm where they lost uh, last year against your Rabideau Sock where they won. Yeah. And, and this year going for back-to-back. And I feel like... I remember the year the the, the Roosters went for back back to back. It was the biggest story in the NRL. Yeah. It was like you know, it's it's almost impossible to go back to back. Player fatigue. Uh, you know they've played X amount of games, including finals and Origin internationals. The Panthers this year, it feels like we've almost taken it for granted a little bit. Yeah. I haven't heard at any any stage people saying the Panthers should be suffering from fatigue or anything like that. They're just
5: a juggernaut. It's probably the other way. I think if there's going to be one criticism of them, and I say it was maybe in that South's final, their last match, was their first 20 to 30 minutes. Well, let's call it even the first 35. They seem like a team that had only played two games in a month. Yeah. You know, they're a bit slow out of the block. So if anything, they've probably put the brakes on. You know, generally going into this, as you say, it's fatigue they talk about. But with them, it might be the opposite, a bit of game time and just getting yeah. into their groove. Because you saw, you know, they were devastating in the back half of that match. Um, and it was kind of the same with Parra as well against North Queensland. You know, their completion rates were, were shocking. I think it was down to 50 60%. And then I don't know who came in and spoke to them at halftime. But they went out in the second half against North Queensland, 15 from 15, and hung in there. You know, went to the grind. As Sugar said that, you know if this was a dinner date, you know, Penrith will book the table at the 75th minute. It's going to be up to you to turn up because they'll definitely be there. Yeah. Um, you know, and it's if Parra are going to win this, year, there is a sense that they're going to have to grind it out and be there at the 75th minute and then be able to win the game like they did in Penrith um, when they broke their winning streak. Yeah. That sort of bludger of a kick, yep. I think, from Moe's on the right side. Edwards didn't go for it and they scored. You feel like they're going to need something like that, a bit of that luck, a bit of creativity to get over the Panthers.
4: I think an ominous sign for Parramatta was, like you said, Penrith were looking a little bit rusty. I think that was almost 20 to 30 minutes of their worst football of the year. Mm -hmm. And it felt like they got that out of their system. And when they clicked, like that game could have... It it could have blown out. Oh, like that what was it? Four disallowed tries or something In throughout the, the game. The fir- yeah, I mean yeah. it was. It could have blown out.
5: It was thirty. I mean thirty-two unanswered, unanswered points. And it's funny, you know, listening to Matty Johns. I remember an early kick from from Cleary. You know, obviously they're going to kick the ball to Latrell and try and get him to run back quick. So it was a little bludger of a kick that ended up on the thirty or forty metre line. It was an unCleary like kick, but for the next yep. thirty minutes, South dominated field position. Um, and it just goes to show or highlights that little things are the big things, particularly in these finals. You know, small mistakes like that can swing momentum for a half a footy. Um, and you've got two teams, I think, right now are right at the peak of their game. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I, you can be wax, wax lyrical about score lines and what might happen, but there's just some great storylines that I think will come out. Regardless of the result, Parham might have a great story today, winning the, the women's NRLW and winning that to so the first team to do that. And if Penrith go back-to-back... You now, do we start talking about Cleary being a great and Penrith, I think, already one of the great teams over the last three years with an 85% win rate. Do we go down that path?
4: Yeah. I just wanted to read out one little quote I saw during the week I mean, you, you, when you said Cleary's bombs that made me think of it. <laughs> well, so this one's from Wonga Blake. <laughs> <laughs> the Eels winger admits he has not done any additional preparation for Nathan Cleary's kicks in the grand final. Quote, you can't prepare. You've just got to try and get under it and catch it. After my performance the first week I'm looking forward to this weekend he said
5: I mean <laughs> I, I don't I don't know if you're missing the start off a swim or something miss are you going back and working on your turns right, or your thousand st- yeah. starts that
4: week a Yeah thousand.
5: and I I feel like you know just say if you're dropping a few ball I like the attitude, as in he's like, you know what, I've got it, the volume's there, but yeah, is he is he playing as the rope a dope there saying he hasn't? Because as you said, I think these professional athletes, it's such a close skill as in you can yeah. practice that all day oh, and get better at yeah, it. Yeah, it's yeah. like yeah. building in cricket. You yeah. get better at it just by pure volume. And the only way yeah. you're gonna get better at catching those bombs is not by just saying that I'm I'm gonna catch the next one, it's just by doing tons of work. Yeah, it's, Mm, (laughs) I don't know, it was a a worrying (laughs) quote for me, but
4: (laughs) (laughs) all right, coming up next uh, out here at at Core Stadium, we've got the New South Wales Cup versus Queensland Cup, Uh, so that's going to be Penrith versus the North Devils, uh, North Brisbane, that is, Uh, this is the first time they've had this match since 2019, some big names in both teams, Uh, Sean O'Sullivan's out for Penrith because he's on standby for for their their first grade side. Uh, Tyson Gamble is the halfback for the yep, Devils. Yep. I wonder if that means Adam Reynolds' coach. No, not there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they've got Sunia Turuva on the wing for the Panthers and Sony Luke. Uh, they've both been named in a Tongan squad for the World Cup. So a spattering of internationals in here as well. Um, I've, I've quite liked this game in past do you, years. The
5: 2019, do you remember the 2019 one? I think it was the Burley Bears game. And the Billy Bears were up by like, four points. I'm pretty certain, and they got run down on the last play of the match. Yeah, to
4: was score that? A try. Yeah, was Toby Rudolph in that? Uh, was it Billy Magoulias? Yeah, that scored the Did it
6: back to
5: back weeks? Yeah. yeah, he did yeah. A yes. It in combat to get to yeah, win the grand right. final. It and yeah. yeah, It just yeah. yeah. So that, I mean, that was that was a classic game as well. I mean, speaking of that, if Penrith do win that. I mean, they're going to have the biggest trophy cabinet <laughs> yeah. of all time. Yeah. JJ, yep. Gilton, the, the minor premiership, if they win this, SG ball, flag. Yep. And, and the cup. The Super Bowl. We, the Panthers, <laughs> they're going to have to get rid of some, some of the pokey machines down there at Panthers so they can slot in all these extra trophies. <laughs> Panthers Leagues Club. they have to do some renos. Yeah.
4: All right, coming up on today's show, uh, we've got Greg Alexander. He's going to give us a bit of a Panthers perspective oh on, on today's grand final. We've got Scott Sattler, again, a bit of a Panthers <laughs> perspective. Uh, and then a little bit later, Tim Menner will join us to give us the Parramatta perspective. So we're going to be very even and fair today, Brooksy. No bias here. Um, we've got two fence sitters in Sock and I. We don't support either club, so we're going to be straight down the middle.
6: I'm actually really looking forward to this looking blue and gold tonight. Yep. I believe there's. Uh, it's going to be very much dominated by Eels fans. They've been keen for this. For yep. So long, I was in Surrey Hills yesterday. Saw five Eels jerseys in, a, like a in about a 10 minute period <laughs> and a scarf. So, if you see that in Surrey Hills the day before, I think Homebush is going to be littered in blue and gold. <laughs> yeah, we yeah. know the Panthers fans travel quite well, there'll be very much black in the crowd here, but it's going to look an absolute treat. And because you, you said sock, you've got the Eels women's yep. team in, you've yeah, got yep. the Panthers. Reggie's team yep, yep. starting. Yep. So we're going to have fans in early. It's going to yep. actually be a really good atmosphere uh, early on.
4: Well, the Absolutely. gates have opened. It looks like they've just opened, right? Yep. And there's people flooding in already. There's actually... Looks like a bulldogs home game already.
6: <laughs> stop it. Oh, stop what he had to, it was there. So I got his it down. What are Boy, your
5: thoughts on? So I came to the the bunnies game last week, and I was with some some panthers fan, and a guy I went to s- uh, school with actually, and he goes, um, he actually follows the sharks, but he had a panthers jersey on. What are your thoughts on? He'd come in with some actual panthers support. He goes, that's not yeah. my main team of supporting. Do you? Are you a fan of? Like, going for a team on the final, even though, say, we're Having fences. would you second Would you go and go, right, I'm supporting the Panthers tonight, or I'm going for the Eels? Is there – are you for or against that? As I think, a diehard Doggies fan, would yeah. you be caught dead in a Parra jersey today? No.
6: <laughs> no. Well, there was controversy about that last year, remember, with Dane right. Laurie. Okay,
4: Tigers oh, fullback who right. come
6: from the Panthers. Yes, that was wearing his old Panthers right. jersey, yeah.
4: celebrating yeah, that's the Panthers that's, yeah, just grand final. <laughs> yeah. Well, who are you going for today, Sock? If you I, had to I, pick a I'm,
5: team, I'm a bit of a softie and I love an underdog story. So I'm, yeah. I'm going for Para. I, I've played it over in my head a million times. I just can't see them beating Penrith as much as I want them to, and I'm going. Yeah. for them, So I'll be going for Para.
4: Yeah. Okay. You? I'm going for Penrith. Okay. And um, I just like. Records being broken, juggernauts carrying on. Yeah. Like I think this Penrith team could potentially be the best season side we've ever seen. Yeah. And, and you know, three grand finals in a row. If they can push that out to four or five, it becomes a real dynasty mm. type team. And I, I just
5: like seeing that. Where does that put you with Nathan? And if he goes in now, I mean, he hasn't. As talking about the greats, probably the only thing he's not checked off yet is playing for Australia dominating at that level. Yeah. You know? I think
4: he'll dominate World Cup this year. Yeah. Based off I mean he was man of the match in semi final one, he was man of the match in their second semi final. Mm. If the if the Panthers are to win tonight he very well may get back to back Clive Churchill's. Yeah, uh, that's a, it's that's pretty, a pretty wild, good, isn't it? Yeah. Pretty good C V yeah. what, twenty four? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And and the one the one knock people have on him is that he hasn't absolutely dominated Origin, but he has won a couple of Origin series with New South Wales. Uh it's going to be a tough World Cup for Australia, but I think if Australia win the World Cup, he'll probably be the standout player of that World Cup. Yeah, and you have to start talking about him in the same breath as John's Thurston, Lockyer, the, mm. the 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 greats of the game, and he's only 24 years old. Oh it's 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 You could special. have another 10 years in front of him. I agree. Yeah. It. All right. Remember, you can join the conversation throughout today's show. I'd love to get some texts and calls telling us. Where are you watching the game today? Are you coming out yes. to the stadium? Are you having a barbecue? Uh, who are you supporting today? Why will your team win and by how much? Call us on 1300 01117 or text us in on 0457-736-736 or hit us up on social media, Twitter and Instagram at sen league. 60 Years of Family Culture
3: Join the Robson Civil Projects team for the opportunity of a lifetime. This is
4: NRL Crunch Time. Welcome back to Crunch Time. You're with James Magnuson and Steve O'Keefe. Let's have a look at how the Panthers and the Eels arrived at this grand final sock. So this is the fourth time they've played this season. Fifth, including a trial mm. earlier in the year. Yep. Uh, Panther, the Panthers dominated the regular season, uh, but the Eels uh, beat them twice. Mm. Uh... Panthers, of course, beating the Eels twenty-seven to eight in the first week of the of the finals. Uh, so they match up. It's a, it's a good match up for Para. Yeah. for whatever reason. Uh, they match up well with the Eels. they uh, with the the Panthers. Their style uh, matches up well. Uh, Eels finished fourth for the year. The only team to beat Penrith twice twenty-two uh, twenty in round nine at BlueBet and thirty-four to ten. And that was the game
5: where Cleary was sent off. Yeah, For that spear tackle, yeah. I mean, uh, you have a look and you have a look at the, the the para road to the grand final, and you hate to be a para, uh, para supporter, isn't it? It's the most manic performance all year. I mean, they were for a period there through the middle of the comp, they were going win loss win loss. Yeah, lost to that dogs on that Monday. Yeah, game. Remember yeah, that? yeah. And you just like, I no thought the this this season this team... was done around yeah. then. They lost in
4: in quick succession to the West Tigers and the Bulldogs. Correct. Maybe if they go on to win the comp, will they, will they be the first team to win the comp? getting beaten by the Wooden Spooners. <laughs> well, there used
5: to be a stat with the teams that would be losing by 50 points yeah. or more, remember? Yeah. And, a, yeah. And, a, and, yeah, it'd be interesting to see if they do. <laughs> I mean, that would just sum up their season, really, wouldn't it? Yeah. Um, All
4: right, let's jump into a couple of texts. Homie Solon Sock, really looking forward to tonight's Battle of the West. Hope tonight's game is not spoiled by over-involvement of <laughs> trainers. It's almost like there are 14 players on a team these days. It certainly came to a head in last week's South vs Penrith game. Might ask you about this one, So I really disagree with allowing these so-called trainers being involved in directing players on the field. Surely something needs to be done from the old Barry.
5: Yeah, look... Leave do last you know, week out of it, but it, it's yeah. not a good look if you do see trainers. Alford, there was footage of him sort of waving at Reed Marty during one of the yeah. contests. I think it is a privilege to be out there on the field. Yeah. Your job is to run water, yeah. not to slow the game down, not to take advantage. Yeah. It literally is a privileged position. I think you've got to really look at it that way. You're out there for the welfare of the players, not to sway a result. So if we it's are talking about the trainers. The yeah, well, that's it. That's correct. Yeah. Um, so, so I agree. Uh, this one from number ending in 982. Boys,
4: so pumped for tonight. Para have so everything to lose in this game. Fans will be next
5: level upset. <laughs> go the riff. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Up the riff.
5: 30 years of pent-up, 36 years of pent-up aggression will come out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And
4: this one, boys, I'm going to the game with my wife and two kids, five and 15. Wife is a para fan and I go for manly. I have to go for Para. I'll be wearing a Manly jersey. We'll never wear a Para jersey ever. <laughs> I'll be wearing a Manly jersey. Thoughts on that? Where you think? Like yeah, he sounds like a very confused individual there. But <laughs> good luck for your wife uh, with Parramatta today. All right, we've got a caller on the line. He wants to give us some advice or some insight into how Parramatta may beat Penrith mm. tonight. It is Gary from Newtown. Gary, are you there? Yeah, mate. I just.
7: I'm, I was watching the, the games last night, both games. Par- Parramatta, I think that both forward packs cancel each other out. And then, a, and then I, I believe it's a passing kicking game going forward the future of the game. And uh, whoever does that, the best of all, the likely win. But I just want to make a point on uh, the Panthers. How to tackle number one, number two, number seven, number nine and number 13. They're the best. They play the ball quicker than anyone else in the competition. Across the board, depends. but those numbers I've just mentioned—if you, if the first man in, around the way, and move your legs—they become unbalanced. I think you can slow down the play of the ball, and that's half the battle. That's my read on that. I know people will say they like unload the ball, do this, do that. The game's too quick; they'll be a fraction off the pace. In my opinion, I think it's safe, and then someone over the top. First man in around the way. Now the second thing they're saying there's a lot about outside noise with Parramatta, and they haven't been there for 40 years, give or take, and they'll worry and they'll be nervous this and that. I was speaking, just daydreaming, and I want your opinion on this. Say to the Parramatta players, just individually, think about your best game. What's your best game? What did you do in your best game? And bring that into the grand final. What do you think about that? So. For instance, if they're like eight points behind, 10 to go, which is not a lot to be are they thinking about, oh, you know, nervousness, that? But if they're thinking about their first game, what they were doing, I don't think anything else jumps into their head.
5: Yeah, look, I, I'd have to agree with you, Gary. I think it's important. Uh, firstly, I thought you'd give me the Powerball uh, numbers there, winning combination. I might win 60 million with those numbers you were jotting One, out
4: earlier. 1,
5: Yeah, it might be the lucky yeah. combos. But I do agree. When you go into finals, you want to big yourself up with positive memories, you know, not think too negatively. A bit like Wanga Blake's Twitter message. So I'm a fan of that. When you walk into a contest like tonight... The past is redundant. Forget about it. Go in feeling 100%, 120%. Big yourself up and go in there full of steam and full of confidence. Missile.
4: Just quickly, Gary, are you coming out to the stadium today to watch the game? You're going to be here? Oh,
7: yeah, yeah, absolutely. I don't miss grand finals, no matter who plays. I just love don't it. Miss Good it. on you, Gary. But right, I'm
4: safe.
6: an underdog.
7: Person. Righto.
4: Yeah. Thanks, boys. Safe Good on you, Gary. Enjoy, mate. enjoy the day. All right, this is NRL Crunch Time with thanks to Robson Civil. Join Robson Civil Projects, jobs at robsoncivil.com.au. Brandy's up next after the break. Yeah, welcome back to NRL Crunch Time. You're with James Magnuson and Steve O'Keefe. And on the line we have Panthers great, Greg Alexander. Brandy, how are you?
1: James, going good, mate. Yeah, going good. Just uh, in a box watching the uh, New South Wales Cup uh, game, or the New South Wales Cup champs take on the Queensland champs, and the uh, Panthers are up 6-0. Yeah,
4: they're looking good. This this Panthers club at the moment, and obviously you're a big part of it, is just unbelievable. Winning all these grades and just running my over this New South Wales Cup team, uh, I think they might run up a bit of a score here on this North Devils side. Well, what's the secret to to this success at every single level throughout the Panthers club? Is is it something that, that has taken a lot of time and effort, or it's sort of is—is is it a little bit of luck with players that have come through? What do you attribute it to, Brandy?
1: Yeah, look, I—I I think well, it, it takes good planning, James, and you know that sort of started ten years ago, um, hooking up with and tying ourselves to the to the West to, to Bathurst, like, and setting up a Western Sydney Academy out there for you know boys around that area, uh, play you know and developing sides out that way and, and players. and not, not just, you know, tying yourself to an area, but actually getting out there and uh, and putting people on the ground so that, you know, the young players out there can benefit. And we've had a number of players from, you know, around those, you know, around the Bathurst area, Orange, Dubbo, come through and, and play first grade and play lower grades, but also just getting your, your junior pathways right. Because um, size doesn't equate to, you know, having... You know a successful uh, club you know we've got a lot of juniors, but we've had a lot of juniors in the past too, and just just weren't getting it right but we've got the right people in in charge and that's important making sure you've got the right people um, picking teams picking players identifying talent because when you do have a lot of players to pick from it's it's important to get it right and sometimes it's it's not an easy thing it's juniors you know some look good and you know some you think might be great but you've got to take that risk and go for the ones you think are going to be great in the future. So uh, it's, you know, it's a, it's about identifying talent and making sure that there's a clear pathway to the top. And these young players from all those areas out West and, and in Penrith, know that if they do the right things and if they follow, you know, if they you know join the club when they're 13 and play development games and, and then go through to Harold Matts and SG Ball, uh, they know that if they listen to their coaches and, and do what needs to be done, that they can play first grade. and uh, You know, it, it, there might be an ounce of luck every now and then. You have a good crop of kids come through at a certain age. Um, and we've seen that with the, the players in first grade now, like Nathan Cleary and Jerome Willine. Some of these boys that have played a lot of football together from the time they were 15. and You've got to just make sure that that keeps ticking over. And when the players, you know, you've got players in your side that you will you lose out of your side because of the salary cap. You need to be bringing them in through and, and ready. And I guess the fact that our ball and flag and cup have won their premierships, you know that uh, that line of players is in place to, to come up and play first grade in the near future.
4: This is the third straight grand final for this Panthers first grade squad, Brandy. Where do you think it stacks up uh, across history? I can't remember really seeing a more dominant... Um, season side in, in the twenty or so
1: years I've been watching rugby league.
4: What, what about yourself?
1: Uh, yeah, to to do what they've done this year, it's pretty incredible. Like they they got beaten by Melbourne when they were down. A, both halves weren't playing. They they picked a, a New South Wales Cup team to play their last game of the season and were beaten by the Cowboys, and they lost two games to the Eels. Um, you know, it has been a remarkable season, but it it has been for the, the last three years, right, James? Like, coming into the 2020 grand final, they'd won 17 in a row to get to the grand final. Um, you know, yeah, we haven't seen the sort of dominance through the regular season uh, for, for three years often, have we? We're, and, you know, Melbourne, Melbourne have done it, uh, you know, and I don't know... I wouldn't like to go through the years and try to remember which years they dominated, but you know, Melbourne in 2017 were clearly the best side. Um, they lost the 18 grand final uh, to the Roosters. So, you know, they've had some great periods over the last two decades, the Melbourne storm. They've, they've been a great team, um, you know, and then the odd team have had, you know, great periods, the Roosters, uh, Manly back in the mid nineties, made three grand finals. Um, but Penrith have got to win this one. From from, I, I think for them to really cement what has happened in the past three years, they need to win today.
5: So, uh, Brandy, Steve, okay for you, mate? Just on that, I want you to take your Penrith jersey off just for a second, put the Para one on. If you're in the Para sheds, how are they? Winning tonight. I mean, against Penrith, I don't think you can win in a, a staring contest. I don't think you can win blow to blow. I think they're going to have to shape up, create, you know, show a bit of creativity to to beat this Penrith side. How do you think they can get it done tonight if they are to win? Well, I'm sure Brad Arthur, Steve, is, is telling them that there's you know,
1: and and I think they've shown that this year that they they don't fear Penrith. They they know they can mm. go blow to blow with Penrith, and they know they can beat Penrith. So yeah, a, a lot of a lot of you know, sports about confidence, being confident. Uh, in what you're doing and confidence that you can win. You, you've got to walk out. You've got to have – Parramatta have got to believe that they can win. And I, I think they do. I'm, I'm sure they do. Uh, that's why I give them a, a huge chance because, you know, while they were inconsistent at times through the season, you know, whenever a big game came up, they beat Melbourne twice, they beat Penrith twice. They've, they've got the footy in them to to beat the good sides. And, and that's that's the approach that they need to take tonight. Uh, you, you tend to know with the Eels what sort of performance you're going to get after 15 minutes because a lot of it does revolve around what Junior and Reg and uh, Nia Corey do in the middle and you know how hard they're running the ball. Penrith will meet them, and, 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 and it's whether the Eels can do it for 80 minutes because Penrith won't... The standout feature, I think, of Penrith's play is the fact that they can absorb pressure... Um, they can go down on the score line on the scoreboard and and not panic and not not change their processes. They they just keep going through what they believe will work. But I, I think the Eels, you know, they were the side the start of the final series. I I said, well, the Eels, if there's one team I'm worried about, it's the Eels. Now uh, we beat the Eels in in the first week of the finals and and ran away with it in the you know in the end but it was close for 60 minutes Moses went off so you know they'll look at that and think you know they might have beaten us there but we beat them the two times before we played them and there were circumstances surrounding that loss so I I think they'll be very confident and uh, I don't think they have to take risks but they are a, a side that plays on the edge and they love an offload and while the offloads don't win them the game, the offloads make it incredibly tough on defence. Um, you, know, you got to keep backing up going forward. If they off, they get their offloads going, it certainly will test Penrith's defence, even though Penrith's defence has been rock solid for most of the year. So I, I think the Eels believe it, and that's all Brad Arthur will be telling them before the game. You, know, you, know, you blokes know you can win this game. I
4: just wanted to touch, Brandy, on the Pacifica influence on this grand final. So I think it was... 22 or 23 players from these two sides in the grand final tonight uh, will, will be playing in the World Cup for either Samoa, Tonga, New Zealand or Fiji. Uh, it makes for an exciting World Cup, doesn't it? But also shows how much of an influence those uh, Pacific nations are having now in the NRL.
1: Well, that's the demographic, change, isn't it, of the West? You know, there's a lot of Pacific Islanders living in the west of Sydney and, um, you know, they look at sport and league to... to um, you Know, help them whatever situation they're in family wise, um, and it's a great motivator for them. And, and you're right, it's um, you know, things have changed over the last 30 years as to who plays the game of, of rugby league. And uh, we've got to, you know, there's some great players. So the, the, the Samoan back line will be almost a Penrith, uh, Penrith back line, yeah. Um, so it's, yeah, it, look, it, it's a great representation of, of, of just what the area. of of the population of the area. Um, So it it will be a great World Cup, yes. Yes, I'll start thinking about that tomorrow. I'll get through this (laughs) one first.
4: Have you got any nerves? This is the third in a row, but surely still a few butterflies today.
1: Mate, I'm terrible. I'm the worst supporter (laughs) in the world. I'm I'm already, I'm I'm pacing Fox Sports Studios now. I'm not sitting down, even for the, you know, these boys playing in the New South Wales Cup. I'm watching, but, that are out of the corner of my eye. I, yeah, I'm, I'm not a good watcher at all. So uh, I'm going to be in for a torturous time out. At uh, I, and I don't go to many games. I, I don't. I don't get mm. to go to Penrith games because I'm always working. Like I'm, I'm just. I think I've been to three Penrith games in the last three years. Well, it'll be, um, a,
5: it'll so be a. nice insight for it's the. It's a Panthers very rare fans. thing. Be a nice insight for the Panthers fans tonight. Obviously missing up in Brisbane, so they'll be they'll be out in yep. force. I'm counting probably more Eels supporters here though. Randy, but before you go, what's 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 going to be your favourite or key match-up tonight that you're looking forward to most?
1: Uh, look, I'm looking forward to the battle of the halves. You know, just Moses is in great yeah. form. Mitch, you know, was a, bit, you know, a little bit rusty in the first half, but uh, as we found out, there was plenty of, there was reason why that you know, the birth of his baby daughter only a few hours before kick-off made it a tough one, but I, I think Mitchell's uh, been in great form this year. This is the best he's played, the most consistent, and he's brought more to his game this year, and uh, of course, Nathan is the key to Penrith. So, you know, I, I think the battle of the sevens, well, while there's plenty of other players that will be absolute keys, the hookers, the front rowers, the back rowers, the edges, you know, every, everyone's important, but I still think it's the sevens that dictate things and will determine who wins this or not.
4: All right, Brandy, we'll let you get back to watching this New, Cal- New South Wales Cup side who lead the Norse Devils 6-0 with 19 minutes left to go in this first half. Good luck for tonight. I'm backing your Panthers in. I'm, I'm on the bandwagon. Yeah, and we'll, uh, we'll talk to you during the week.
1: Good on you, boys. Thanks,
4: James. Thanks, thanks, Sock. Cheers, mate. Thanks, Brandy. All right, this is NRL Crunch Time. Thanks to Robson Civil. Join Robson Civil Projects. Jobs at robsoncivil.com.au. Welcome back to Crunch Time. I'm here Stephen O'Keefe and I'm James Magnusson. Uh, we've got a caller. Sock, this, this guy's been a regular throughout the year for us. Chris from Rose Bay, welcome back to the show. Last time this year.
2: Well, thank you, Jones. kids, um, I'll tell you what, Brandy sounds like, doesn't he? Like, I mean, this is killing <laughs> great. Just the yeah. Just listening yeah, he's to nervous. him there. He's, oh, he sure is. Look, just on the game, you know, you both said, Sock, I agree with you, I'm an underdog person, so I'd like to see Parramatta win it. But at the same time, I think you have to acknowledge that Penrith probably just deserved to win the comp this year. They've been the best team all year, and I guess they deserve to win it. So I can look at it both ways. Um, on the stats, I mean, it, what, what I find amazing is Parramatta this year have failed to win more than three games in a row all year. Um, their longest winning sequence is three. And even if they win the comp, they did lose the first semi, so it'll certainly be three if they can win the competition so you know like last year Brady was saying Pedro has strung together like 17 and the year before the storm I think strung 19 together at one stage so Mm. Parramatta could actually win the comp and win no more than three games in a row all season and that to me is staggering but it could happen
5: yeah well the three that you're talking about there from round they did it twice rounds 23 to 25 going into the finals against Canterbury Brisbane Melbourne, then obviously not the, the first, hardest games. Yeah, not not the hardest. Yeah. Lost against Penrith in round one of the finals, and a good win against North Queensland. So this will make uh, what are we looking at four, five from six if they do go on to win the finals. But I do say, Chris, that you know all that form and all that previous endeavour means nothing on the big dance, uh, the big show tonight. Do you agree with that? And can you see Parramatta? I it done? do.
2: I do agree with that, and I think they are definitely deserving of being in the grand final i think they are the second best team in the competition and if they can win it i think it says that the coach has done a phenomenal job this year i cannot believe that people are still having a go carving up brad arthur um to me what he's done is remarkable already there are 14 other coaches out there who wish they were in his position today and I just look at what he's done with this team that he's cobbled together. A lot of them have just improved under his coaching dramatically. And yet he still crops all this criticism. I just cannot believe it. I do not understand it. Maybe you guys can tell me why.
4: Oh, yeah, I think it's just been a one-running saga, that one, hasn't it? Mm. Chris, before you go, can you give us a tip for the game and tell us how you're watching it tonight? How are you getting it, Chris? Just, yeah. <laughs> Well, OK, I, I should be going somewhere, but I might
2: stay home because I want to focus on the game. Um, so I might be indulgent and s- sit here and watch it with my family <laughs> yeah. uh, instead of going out with all these people that continue, continue to distract me. I, I think Tenderiff will probably win by 10 points. And to me, Villa my kick-out is the most... I don't know what to expect from him when he's on the field. Is he going to be the hard-running back-thrower... Or is, he, or is he going to be the ultimate defender tonight? Um, he's got so many strings to his bow, this guy, but I never know what to expect with Kikau. Um, and I, I'm going to take the $26 him being out of the match because I have no idea what he's going to do tonight. He's, <laughs> can you work him out? I mean, is he, how do you rate him? How,
7: how good is he?
4: Oh, brilliant. And as a Bulldogs fan, I'm very happy mm. that he's on the way to Canterbury next year. All right, Chris, enjoy the grand final. Thanks for a great season of calls to us here at NRL Crunch Time. Enjoy your off season. Cheers, boys. Thanks, Chris. All right, so let's jump into a couple of texts here. Mm. Uh, this one, first one, clearly an Eels fan. Not often in my life, has Parramatta been in the big dance? So I drag the TV outside <laughs> so a mate and the family can cheer the boys on, even though they back other teams. That's footy. Up the eels, says
5: 090. Just as the rain clouds come out, I mean, I hope it's under cover at least. Yeah. Put oh, a big I know. tarp up. Yeah. That's what we used <laughs> to could do. get dicey. Back in the 3 o'clock kickoffs,
6: we used to have the barbecue. Yeah. And the TV outside, yeah. you'd have the old rank arena, yeah. the one where it had the, yeah, the knob to change the yeah. channel. Yeah. You'd have the who's, who's aerial. Who's to hold the aerial? Yeah, yeah get yeah. a bit more left. Get, the you got the extra... <laughs> get it all out. Yeah. Sometimes
4: you need to try and get the NBN signal
6: when you're in Sydney <laughs> <laughs> on the northern beaches. Like it might be
4: better. But yeah, yeah. that. Uh, you know that's... how they keep saying they're doing the nighttime grand final because they get bigger numbers yep. on TV? Yep. I think it's because when they do the afternoon one, people have events or go places and do things, and you've got, you know, maybe More 10 people watching on one TV. But yeah. when you put it on at 8 o'clock at night, everyone on a Sunday night is generally at home yep. watching point. it on their own TV. So I, I think those numbers aren't as relevant as maybe some uh, w- would say. Uh, I don't love the nighttime grand final, what do you reckon?
6: It works perfectly for Channel 9. So they all show this game, the the Super Bowl, or whatever we're calling it, New South Wales Cup the Queensland Cup. We've got the NRLW now. They go to the news at 6. They can come back. They've got a good pregame show, kick off around 7.40, and then nine pretty much tries to dominate the whole day. Yeah, And that's what that's why they've moved it to nine. It's for TV purposes. Yeah. It looks good on TV as well. Mm. With yeah. the lights, you can do a lot more. You see the goalposts lit up. You can't really see them at the moment. Yeah, isn't that a good so, I, I
5: really enjoy that. The yeah, goalposts. I These goalposts light up. Yeah, all the actual posts have got really? like a... Yeah, like the zinger bales in cricket, the post go as well.
4: Yeah. Right. Um,
5: I don't know whether... What do you reckon? If you're a Blake, would you prefer day or night with those bombs? Out of the dark sky, white ball, or dark sky? Or would you prefer yeah, night? Night.
4: Yeah. Night, I think so. Yeah, Just okay. as we say, there's some pretty dark, dark clouds, rain clouds yeah. coming over. I'll have to check the forecast for the weather before kickoff. Uh, back to text. ill Muzz says, re the trainers loitering on the field, totally agree. It's gotten ridiculous. Despite retiring in 2002, Alfie Langer, in that regards, has been still playing for Queensland and the Broncos ever since. Get off the field, Alfie. With a guy like Alfie, right, who was a halfback and directed the team around, it is like having a 14th player in the field. You can't isn't
5: underestimate a tactician, the value that they give, you know, and in the huddles and the advice in which way they're turning the club. So yeah, I mean, they have a a huge role to play you just don't want them interfering with the with the no. contact or what's going on yeah as we say that the panthers are in again under the posts uh, it'll be a kick to but you'd imagine that'll be 12-0 just after the north devils had one disallowed so that'll be 12-0 to the panthers going into the first half 11 minutes to go in the first half sorry yeah his
4: panthers side looks pretty strong doesn't it there's a mm. smattering of a spattering of uh, first grade players throughout but so much depth at that club.
6: That's that Sonny Luke that scored under the post there. There you go. The hooker that's in the Tongan squad. Yeah. So
4: will he be run on hooker for the Tonga, do you think?
6: He might be there for depth. I think they've got... Avili? Yes, yes, they do. Yeah.
4: All right, that sounds like Mark's trying to wrap me up there. Let's go to a break. When we get back, we'll go through the team news for this grand final. 60
3: Years of Family Culture. Join the Robson Civil Projects team for the opportunity of a lifetime. This is NRL Crunch Time. Welcome
4: back. This is NRL Crunch Time thanks to Robson Civil with over 60 years of leading civil constructions experience. Visit robsoncivilprojects.com.au. Welcome back to our listeners across the SEN network, SEN Q 693 AM in Brisbane, SEN 1170 AM in Sydney and SEN 1620 AM on the Gold Coast. Also listening through the SEN app. If you missed the first hour of the show, check out the Crunch Time podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Now today you can catch the NRL Grand Final and NRLW Grand Finals exclusive, live and free on Channel 9 and 9 now. Uh, Channel 9 commentator and former Jillaroo Ruan Sims joins us now. Ruan, welcome.
8: G'day lads, thanks for having me.
4: Big day today, Rowan. Uh, you're going to be calling the Knights and Eels NRLW Grand Final. Mm. What's in store for us there?
8: Well, I think it's going to be a really big game. I think the Knights have been the biggest story turnaround-wise when you consider 2021 season, which was actually held at the start of this year. Uh, they didn't win a game. They weren't, weren't able wow. to put one up on the board and they've had really significant and considered uh, recruitment and they've really worked hard not to just recruit really good Uh, players but also recruit a lot of local girls back to the area so a lot of local girls went to the Roosters to other clubs where opportunities were and they've come back into the fold and under the tutelage of Ron Griffiths I think they've just exploded and you can see that they deserve to be in the grand final so they only lost by two points to the Roosters you know a, a couple of weeks ago and they played probably the best half of defensive football I've seen out of them all year last week so that's pretty impressive and then On the flip side of that, there's another incredible story in the Eels where they didn't win a game all season. They win (laughs) the last game of the round. Yeah, they had to beat the Broncos, who are three-time champions. Had to beat the Broncos. They come away with that win. They still needed things to drop for them with other results, and it did. And then they turned up to play heavy favorites, the Roosters. And they just played energetically. They played with purpose. Their effort areas were all top shelf. Dean Witter's really got them humming. So I think it's going to be such an exciting game today. I think it would be a wonderful storyline if you saw you know, the Eels women win NRLW and then yeah. the Eels win the men's NRL Premierships it yeah, depends bit, where you're sitting I'm talking from a, a storyline perspective you know first time in history obviously yeah. 2018 the Roosters men won we were uh, I was playing with the Roosters at the time we had our grand final and yeah. we unfortunately lost to the Broncos but this is yeah they've got the potential to be the first club in history to win both and uh, you know well the Knights they just want to they want something to cheer for the, the Knights locals and they've really shown a lot of love and support for their women's side, and uh, they've got such a talented set of players there. It's uh, As you can tell, I'm pretty pumped. I yeah. can't wait to see how it unfolds this hour. And how have you
5: seen the women's game develop since, you know, you've only been out of it for the last couple of years. Have you seen the, the depth and progression of these players go over such a short period of time?
8: Yeah, it's been a very steep trajectory. I think there's been significant growth in the women's game, uh, and that comes with investment. That comes with uh, increasing the number of teams, uh, increased coaching, uh, you know, more time and opportunity for these players to work on their craft in a more professional space. And I think the more the more opportunity you give there, you are going to see that product increase on the field. And, you know, it sells itself. It's a great brand of footy. It's exciting to watch. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's very willing contact. And very little yeah. wrestle, which a lot of people love because yeah. yep. they just get like, they get hit really hard and they just bounce back up and oh. get back to it.
4: Yeah. I keep hearing uh, commentators and, and experts say that it's almost like the rugby league of the 1990s before the wrestle came in—a bit mm. more exciting, free-flowing game. Um, so for all those people listening that haven't been watching the NRLW yet this this year, it's definitely worth. Well, in today, isn't
8: absolutely. It? Whack it on channel nine today. <laughs> have a listen to my dulcet tones. Yeah. I'll talk you through it. You'll hear how excited. I sometimes I get a little too excited no, and I forget no I forget the, <laughs> the microphones <laughs> the near my face and I'm squealing and squeaking and I'm like, Oh I have all the big noises. So if you hear any of those on replay, I apologise, that's just me getting a little excited. No.
4: Uh, who are the, some of the stars and the big names that we should be looking out for today in, in both sides?
8: Yeah, okay. So I think if you're are looking for real standout performers for the Knights. Millie Boyle, captain as well. She is a player who just relishes work. You give her more work and she just eats it up. She has a massive engine and she's incredibly skillful. She's very tall, very strong middle forward. Look out for her. Off the back of the work she does, Tamika Upton is one for the Knights who is, can really break a game apart. She had a couple of weeks off with a calf injury, came back last week. And played like she hadn't missed a beat, she, like she hadn't had any games off. She just hit her straps straight away. So she was another excitement machine. And then when you, if you focus on those two players too much. Young Jessie Southwell,
7: yeah.
2: the number seven. She's seven, 17, 17 years old.
8: She just won a gold medal with the Aussie Sevens at the yeah. Oli- at the Commonwealth Games, has an opportunity to play the Olympics next year, is currently in the NRLW, has won Rookie of the Year as the <laughs> Dallium Rookie of the Year. Um, you I'm know. calling
5: early retirement at 18 because oh, she's done it all. She
8: is phenomenal. <laughs> and Joey rates her, and he actually, you know, Can you imagine being a 17-year-old and the eighth immortal calls you before a game and says, or after a game and breaks it down with you, or before a game and says, okay, remember, do X, Y, Z, work on this, work on that. I mean, that's just phenomenal. So look out for for those three for the Knights. For the Eels, Samai Matofa is one that she's another one like Millie who just loves work. You give her more work, the more she loves it. So they'll rely on her for a lot of go-forward but also her leadership. She leads by example, plays really big minutes, but she's developed a really good passing game over the last sort of 12, 18 months, and that's taken her game to a new level. So she's no longer just straight up and down, hard running forward. She's got that little silky deft touch with the hands. So she's definitely one to look out for. Again, the number seven, Taylor Preston. Yep. She, I think, once they settled on having her in the halves with Ash Quinlan, that's when the Eels really started to hit their straps. Her kicking game, she's very unorthodox with her ball drop, with the way she kicks, which can be hard to defend, and she can kick with very little preparation. So that's a, you know, that's a real key uh, for for the uh, eels and she can set them up beautifully. So look for those two, and then of course you know you got excitement machines again. Gail Broughton, she won RLPA Rookie of the Year at fullback. So I've gone for the same three positions, but I've given yeah. you that yeah. way so R- that you can make your yeah. own when you watch them live. Key you can ups. yeah, and Gail Broughton again comes from uh, New Zealand Sevens program. Look out for her right foot step because she can catch the ball with defense bearing down on her and she just jumps off that right foot and can bust straight through the smallest of gaps. So very, uh, she's an excitement machine, but uh, there's lots of matchups across the park. They're just a few. I could probably talk all day about it. So
4: <laughs>
7: That's I'll, your job. I'll, I'll it. It. <laughs> hey, exactly, yeah. exactly.
4: Before we get a tip for you for the game, mm-hmm. can we look ahead to 2023? So there's going to be four new clubs coming in. Yep. Cowboys, Sharks, Raiders and West Tigers. Uh, how exciting is that for the women's game? Like we're, we're growing so rapidly now and there seems to be such a depth of talent. It's just going from strength to strength.
8: It really is. And it is exciting to see it because obviously it was four teams for a number of years. Mm. Then it jumped to six and we've had two competitions in the one year. We'll have World Cup following this as well. Next year we'll go to ten. And I think, like I mentioned earlier, if you give more time and opportunity to these players to hone their craft in a professional space it will the product will continue to rise it will go through the roof we're going to unearth more talent i think we'll be drawing talent from other sports which can only make our game better if you look at other athletes from different disciplines it brings a lot of uh, point a big point of difference to the game i think when you do that and uh, a lot of different walks of life come together and like i said it just makes it you know, more successful as you move forward. But it is exciting. Ten teams, a longer competition. Mm. So it's not just if you start quick, that's, you know, the way you go. Uh, That you can actually build into your season. You can start to get those combinations working. And, yeah, we get to see a lot more junior talent coming through. And I think that's probably, for me, is probably the most exciting thing is that we're now seeing coming through the NRLW and through the lower ranks girls who haven't had to put a football down
5: Yep. Yeah. So when
8: I was a kid, I had to stop playing footy at 11. Yeah. Mm. And now these girls have a pathway through their whole juniors, into teenage years and into seniors. Helps. And it does help, and and that's going to make the game continue to grow further and further, and continue to attract more talent. And I think if we if once this becomes a professional, full-time competition, you just watch how much talent is going to yeah. want to be involved. If this is a potential for a full-time job. Potentially 17 teams in the future, not right now, but yeah. Yeah. in the future. Uh, but even 10, if that goes professional, like, then that's huge. it's massive. And I think it's yeah, it's great for the game. And it's uh, incredibly fantastic for the players that are involved.
4: You're obviously one of the OGs, the originals yeah. of the women's game. Uh, is, is there a small part of you that's a bit jealous of the, the competition now? And do you, do you wish you could still play?
8: Oh, I wish I could still play. Of course, my knees wouldn't let me (laughs) (laughs) or my back, but I'd love to, I'd love to. But no, I'm not jealous. I think I I understand what my role was and why I needed to be in it at that time, and I feel like I played my role as a player. Absolutely. And now it's my opportunity to play a role off the field in a different way to be able to continue uh, what has been a meteoric rise of the women's game, and I feel like it's a privilege you know, we weren't even supposed to have a women's competition until 2020. And just through sheer will of the playing group and some really like big forward thinking by the NRL, it's gone forward two years. So we actually started 2018 when it wasn't supposed to kick off for another two years. So, you know, I think uh, I'm really proud of the role that I've been able to play. And I understand that I, I've got more to do, but just in a different way.
5: Do you see yourself being a head coach of a football team down the line or are you just happy behind the mic? And
8: oh, I enjoy all facets all of, it, of yeah. it. Yeah, I would I would never say no to a coaching opportunity. I, uh, Kylie uh, Hilda has had me on board as the Sky Blues assistant for the last couple yep. of years, and I love that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, fingers crossed she'll get me on board again <laughs> next year. <laughs> Thanks, <laughs> Kylie. Yeah. You just throw it yeah. out there. Yeah, she's
5: listening, absolutely. Yeah,
8: and, uh, yeah, so I... Whatever capacity I can be of the most value and service, absolutely. I'd love to get involved anywhere I can. But, yeah, commentating, coaching, development, anywhere. I love it. Tip for the game. This has been hard. (laughs) It has. has. But I have tipped the Knights, and it's a bold prediction too. I've tipped the Knights in a Golden Point. Ooh. Uh, Yeah, which means means a lot of footy Mm. Uh, (laughs) um, uh, in Golden Point. Will that be a
4: Jesse Southwell drop goal or a Tamika Upton?
8: I think it could be either Jesse Southwell or Kira Dib with the drop Dibb. goal.
4: There you go. And
8: uh, yeah, so I, I'm saying by one point, but I think it's gonna be a strong contest.
4: Love it. Alright, kick off for that NRLW grand final will be at 355 PM. You can catch the NRL grand final and the NRLW grand final exclusive live and free on channel nine and nine now. Thanks for your time, Rowan. No Enjoy the game today. Thanks yeah. for
8: having me and hearing all my excitedness.
4: Oh. <laughs> You've got us excited yeah. as well. Yeah, that's yeah, what I want.
8: <laughs> yes. Get on board.
4: All right, in the halftime of the uh, State Cup game, we've got the Penrith Panthers 18 lead the North Devils 0. It's been tries to Jermaine Hopgoods, Sony Luke and Eddie Blacker. Kurt Falls has been perfect with 3 from 3. After the break, we'll discuss the big matchups heading into the Panthers versus Eels. This is NRL Crunch Time. Thanks to Robson Civil with over 60 years of leading civil constructions experience. Visit robsoncivilprojects.com.au. I'm James Magnuson. joined on this beautiful Sunday grand final day by Steve O'Keefe. Sock, uh, let's have a look at some of the matchups in this grand final today. Yes. Let's start at fullback. Two, two of the premier fullbacks in the comp, Dylan Edwards and Clint Gutherson. Uh, so statistics throughout the year show that these guys will clock between 8 and 10 kilometers in this game, yep. which is no mean feat. Uh, Edwards averages 95 meters per minute, so he's a live wire. Um, in the preseason, uh, Dylan Brown fainted
5: trying to keep up with Gutho and some of their fitness drills. That's an interesting stat, Brooks. Where have you got that from? That's a fainted trying to keep up while they were going through the... Uh it's a quirky one. Look, I, last night I had a bit of a
6: mission and I went into to both you went deep. Penrith and Eels HQ, stole all their analytics <laughs> okay, yeah. just for this segment. So, so, you know what? The trade-off there of potential theft in a, a four-minute segment, you know, I weighed it up, yeah. but I'm here for you guys, right? I, love, I, I put I my body on the line for you guys. Yeah, it was in an actual NRL.com article. Yeah, no, I love so, it. So, yeah, I can't claim the old Mission Impossible style.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Probably the thing that makes this uh, matchup even more interesting is the fact that Trebojevic and Ponga are unavailable mm. for the, the World Cup. Yep. Uh, means maybe, maybe there might be a slight chance for a backup fullback in that team. Yep. Uh, An Edwards, maybe a Gutherson. Uh, who do
5: you see winning that head to head battle? Oh, I think, I mean, Edwards is, uh, I don't think he's been underestimated or undervalued because you know his team. And I've got him as the smoke is. Uh, winning the Clive Churchill uh, tonight, if they do do yeah. well, given his influence on the side. But the same can be said for Gutherson. You know, when they're doing well, he's doing well. Um, try assists, running the ball back well, and catching well. We talk about matchups. We can almost talk about the back three and clear his boot, right boot, as a bit of a matchup. Um, you know, we're talking about Wanga Blake, but it, it's also going to be Gutho who might have to just steam in and just start mm-hmm. taking a few for him, since since uh, we've learned from that he hasn't been doing any practice at all. But is there a match-up there that, you know, there's so many, isn't I there? love the front-row
4: front match-up. Yeah, I okay. love uh, Fisher, Harris and Leota up against Campbell, Gillard and Paulo. And I think whoever wins that battle in the first 20 minutes will go a long way towards uh, winning the match for yeah. their team. Um, both, both teams rely really heavily on their front-rowers. Um, just on the Cleary's right boot versus Wonga Blake... Uh, <laughs> Theoretically, like, put yourself in, in Ivan Cleary's shoes, uh, sorry, in in Brad Arthur's shoes. First bomb goes up, Wonga Blake drops it. Uh, you know, the, we deal with it. We we move on. Second bomb from Cleary goes up, Wonga Blake drops it. What do you do? Do you start dropping back uh, Simonson from centre to 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 catch the bombs,
5: or do you bring Wonga Blake off? I mean, I don't know. Surely that's not something that you've planned and gone through. I think where they can cover a bit better is with Gutho, who can start coming, you know, maybe cramming in a little bit tighter or you know, sitting a bit closer to that right edge, knowing that the ball is probably going to end up out there anyway. He'll have time to get under it himself. I think that might be the backup plan. So
4: he dropped four. Against the, against the Panthers in their first uh, finals. The match. count's a drop if you don't get a hand on it. <laughs> um, I just, I, I don't think they can afford to have that many errors in their game tonight if they're any chance of winning. Um, so yep. I think Brad Arthur may have a little plan in the back of his head just in case.
6: Well, it sounded like reading all the articles during the week that the big thing for the Eels is not so much the bombs, it's... What we can do slow before it, yeah, Cleary ruck, can yeah. kick. kick pressure. So, yeah. kick pressure, slow the ruck down, chase it, Cleary. Yeah. Like, make it hard for him to put up those kicks. to yeah. Make it hard for the Panthers to be in those positions on the field so Cleary can then benefit from that. Yeah, it's yeah. a great
5: point. I mean, you, you go back to that first final, and I, I can't remember once that Cleary got put on his backside. No. So...
6: Nathan Brown, yeah, hence, the selection hence, of Nathan Brown, is that a move that he's oh, played initially yeah. to start combating it before kickoff?
5: I think that's <laughs> the fifth tackle, slowing down the ruck there and then having a guy like Brown who can just go in and basically get the crosshairs out and line him up early on with a bit of aggression, um, you know, obviously within the, the rules and laws of the game, but just put him under pressure. Make sure he's hitting his back every time that he's going after the ball. Um, teams that have done well, I mean, just cut and paste Queensland, uh, in the Origin series, you know, he was a completely different player when you do put that pressure on. So, yeah. that's Brad Arthur's plan. I, I agree with you, Brooksy. Well said
4: on Nathan Brown. I keep seeing articles today saying that they're expecting him to start for Madison. So Madison will drop back to the bench. Yeah. Nathan Brown starts. I think he's only played maybe two or three first grade games all year. Mm. Um, so it is a little bit of
5: a gamble. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I could, I could, I could understand the decision to go both ways on it. Um, but I think when Parramatta are playing their best, you know, that combination of Madison and Gillard in there, when you've got a back rower who's so skillful, um, ball-playing skills like Madison, um, you know, you can tear that right edge. When I say tear to shreds, you can expose the right edge at Penrith. if You've got, like, Lane and Madison uh, with their ball-playing skills, particularly Lane with his, uh, with his offloads. Uh, I think the times that they have beaten them, um, in the tight contest, I think the offload count has been staggering one way than the other. I think Penr- uh, Penrith had eight against Parramatta, and Parramatta had 17 when they won the tight tussle early on in the season. So it's going to be something that they will look to exploit.
6: Sean Lane's had eight in the last two games since that Penrith loss, yeah. four in each game against the Raiders and the Cowboys. Pretty handy. Well, as
5: Brandy said, it. it's all about – it's not so much – you get. You do get that second wind up the field, you know, an extra five or ten metres. but it's the it's the efforts from the players in behind that have to make the tackle – get up off their feet and make a second effort. Yeah. Um,
4: yeah. So just on Nathan Brown, he's played 13 games this year, so I yeah. undersold him there a little yeah, bit. That's true. Uh, but he, he did feature in their nine uh, round nine win over the Panthers, um, and he, he is the sort of player that can get under the skin of the opposition. Mm. So I reckon... He might be given a couple little special assignments tonight. <laughs> all right, we're going to take a break. This is NRL Crunch Time. Thanks to Robson Civil. Join Robson Civil Projects. Jobs at robsoncivil.com.au. And on the line we have Panthers grand final hero, Sock. Mm. Scott Sattler. Sats, welcome.
9: Miss all Sock, how are you, guys?
4: Yeah, never better, Sats. What a day to be alive. Uh, we hear you've come fresh off a reunion. How are you feeling today?
9: <laughs> Yeah, a bit, a bit dusty today. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, early, early on this morning, I was a uh, I was a little bit fried and boiled. Uh, but um, went for a big long walk today and over the actually first time ever, fifty years of age, I walked across the Sydney Harbour Bridge. So oh, beautiful. Um, yeah, so it was good. So I uh, opened up the uh, open up the senses a little bit more, and I'm feeling ready to go. I can't wait. Just sitting here <laughs> watching the state championship at the moment, and yeah, be out at the uh, over the oval soon. What was the turnout like for the re- reunion?
4: How many of the the squad were there from that 2000 so grand final?
9: Everyone gets invited, anyone who played one second to you know, twenty eight games, twenty nine games that year. So, um, we end up having a, about, about 19 or twenty of the guys. Um, so it was a good turnout, really good turnout. A lot of guys, uh, a couple of guys live in a state and don't get down to the grand final much anymore. So um, yeah, we kicked off at about sort of one one thirty and um, I moonwalked and backdoored out with the smoke bomb at about oh, <laughs> about ten o'clock, ten thirty, something like that. But uh, um, yeah, it was a great, a great atmosphere, really, really good time.
5: Who was the uh, best on ground? Did Luke Pretis get the Churchill Medal again? Did he? No, he's pretty quiet.
9: He's pretty quiet, guys.
5: When it comes to uh,
9: having a drink uh, together, um, he's always yeah, a pretty a introverted guy. Anyway, Lukey Prudis, but uh, Craig Gow is always uh, always best on ground. <laughs> oh, and, get that uh, butter knife set in his house, hand. Yeah, yeah, Trent Waterhouse is not far behind. Because he, he's six foot five and so big, he dominates any room. And, um, <laughs> so yeah, those two are usually best on ground. They're always getting the Clive Churchill. <laughs>
5: um, I want to go to fast forward to the game tonight, Sats, and get you. A, Expert opinion. How do you see the uh, Mitch Kenny and Appy Coruscant situation playing out? Do you see Appy starting? Will it be Mitch Kenny, or will they just stick to what they've done over the last few weeks?
9: Yeah, no, they won't do much different, I don't think. You
5: know, now We're all
9: sitting back giving advice to a guy that's a coach that's you know been in grand finals as a player, as a coach at the Warriors, and now he's won a comp as well with the Panthers. And so he'll just keep doing what's what has been... Working for the Penrith Panthers, and yeah, it's been a little bit clunky at times in those first 15 or 20 minutes with Mitch Kenny's service from dummy half. But they just, they just would have said this: we need to tidy that area up. Everything else is fine. Defensively is great in the middle, so yeah, they won't change too much. If it's been working for them, I'd be surprised if they change it.
4: We've got uh, Timmy Manor coming on the program later, Sats, and he'll no doubt give us quite a biased opinion on uh, mm. why Parramatta can win the game. Can you give us a Penrith? biased opinion on on why they'll win the game tonight? Uh,
9: Experience, uh, players that have played in big games, their composure, uh, their ability to love, to actually love the atmosphere, like when grand finals on and all the attention's on just two sides, they actually literally get, they get off on it. We just see how excited they are in regular season games, but when it's just the two teams left... They're so relaxed, this penrith side. They actually welcome all the pressure that is brought upon them. Now we don't know whether that's just like you know, like a duck. You know, they look like so calm on top of the water, but their feet are going underneath. We're not quite sure about that, but everything says to us So these guys just love the attention. There's nothing wrong with that. So I think they use it to their advantage, to be quite honest. Um, and just. Just the composure of Nathan Cleary, you know. I think I think the Parramatta Eels, every one of their players have got to have like against the Cowboys. They've got to have an eight and an eight and a half out of ten game. Whereas the the Panthers' worst game collectively as a group is probably about a seven and a half and an eight. So, and Parramatta's worst is about a four and a five. So, there's not mm-hmm. much difference between good and bad with Panthers. And um, yeah, and they're the kings of composure. They'll just they'll go the long game if they have to.
5: Um. Sats, run us through what finals week is like as a player and what sort of way you would enter into it. Do you prefer to sort of block out a bit of the noise or was it a team that you, uh, in 2003, really embraced the week and the community and the festivities that were on? I've got to say, soccer,
9: we had a coach that kept everything really, really uh, bland and as simplified as possible, and Johnny Lang. And I'll I'll never forget on the Monday, the first... Monday of the week, uh, of the training week, I should say, all the media outside waiting for the first training session of the week with uh, with the grand final sides, and we had a meeting and he said to us, now it's, this week will be different than any other week you've ever had, there's going to be lots of shows, I want you to go on them, there's lots of radio interviews, you know, reporters ringing, and back then the reporters just ring at home. And so, yeah, you're going to have a lot of interviews, interviews. Um, so I want you to go and do them all. Just enjoy the week because this may never happen to you ever again. Just go and throw yourself into it. And just enjoy it. I've got to tell you, it really it really calmed everyone's nerves down. It allowed those younger players. like We had a handful of you know, 19, 20, 21-year-olds. Um, they're all local juniors. So it just allowed everyone just to enjoy the week instead of bottling it up and just basically isolating yourself. You just put so much pressure on yourself. And you, now, you guys would know with cricket and swimming, sometimes you can, you can... Have the race or bowl your overs f- in, inside your head before you
5: actually get on the field or in the pool. Mm. So it's no different here. Did Johnny mention, mate, that you'd be the guy doing the interviews twenty years later? Or <laughs>
9: <laughs> no, you know it, it's funny. I'll never forget his. I'll never forget his speech on that Monday. He said, i I'll, I'll watched some video of the." Uh, of the roosters, they're big, they're tough, they're aggressive, and he said they run hard and they tackle hard. So I'm thinking about our game plan this week. We're going to run harder and tackle harder. And That was it. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Keep it, it nice and simple. It worked. Yeah. Uh, have you got a, a mm. score prediction for Sats and for all those? Gives all of those Panthers fans out there some hope.
9: Uh, I, I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be a, a close sort of game until about the last eight or nine minutes. I think Panthers will just want to put the nail in the coffin. I think it'll be like a 26-14. I think it'll be a 1-12. And then, I'm, yep. then I think um, I think Isaiah yeah, will get,
5: we'll get the Clive Churchill medal. Beautiful. Yeah, that's not a bad wrap-up. What's your favourite match-up? Um, Brandy, we had Brandy on earlier. He likes to match up with the halves. I mean, it's so juicy across the paddock. Is there anything that you're uh, oh, looking forward to seeing? I can't get past,
9: honestly. The, the first, it's like Origin, the first 10 minutes of these big games is just what you know everyone salivates for. So I can't go past Junior Bolo and Regan Campbell Gillard, ex Panthers player, Regan Campbell Gillard, up against Moses Leota and James Fisher Harris. Honestly, they will just rip into each other that first ten minutes and it'll just be the first the first one of those four to blink. Blink first loses the battle. So yeah, I can't wait for that.
4: Yeah, it'll be good stuff. I I, I tend to think the same. Whoever gets a the yeah, running in that battle, we'll mm-hmm. go a long way to winning it for their team. Uh, Sats, what's the plan for the rest of the afternoon and tonight to watch the game?
9: So, um, heading out on, on the SCN boat soon, leaving from um, the Sporting Globe down the King Street Wharf. And then, um, ah. and, yeah, so Spud's on that, myself and Spud. And then uh, getting out to the Oval, and then uh, we're on air at 6 o'clock. So, we're going 6 till 11 tonight, calling the game myself, Joel Kane, Brett Camorley, and, and Timmy Banner.
4: Beautiful. Well, our listeners can stick around and listen to Sats tonight, then. All right, Sats, enjoy the rest of the grand final day. Stay safe on that boat. Mm. Take it easy, you and Spud. <laughs> Don't get too carried away before the big game.
5: Good stuff,
9: sir. here,
4: Miss
5: <laughs> Cheers, mate.
4: There he is, Scott Sattler. And in this game right now, we've got uh, the Panthers, New South Wales Cup side leads the Norse Devils 26-0 with 25 minutes to go. Just reviewing a potential try potential here for the Norse Devils.
5: Yeah. It does... We're just on the decision. Pending, Brooksies, great Brooksies, radio, no try. No, no try. We've set up for the tap.
4: So it looks like another trophy will be heading to Mulgoa Road, Penrith. The another Panthers. trophy for the ca- cabinet. Uh, Robert Jennings has crossed this half. Sony Luke, a try and two tries, Yes, uh, So the Panthers juggernaut continues on. All right, it's time for a break, Sock. This is NRL Crunch Time. Thanks to Robson Civil. Join Robson Civil Projects. Jobs at robsoncivil.com.au.
1: Oh, I can't believe it to be honest, um, I come here so not very confident one bit, um, I thought Benny Hunt was taking it out for sure, and or, or Teddy, and um, you know, I just come here tonight just extremely grateful to be here with surrounded by great players and you know, five years ago I was sitting at home watching this and never, th- I was only dreaming about being here, I didn't even think I'd ever be here and yeah, I honestly I've just come here just expecting to have a good night and catch up with some old friends really. <laughs>
4: Yeah, well, he had more than a good night, didn't he, Mm Sock? That was Nico Hines, the M winner this year. Very humble. He easily won both awards. It was a, I think it was a record number of points that he polled. 38. Uh, Six tries this year, 21 try assists. Set up three tries in their golden point loss to the Cowboys, which really kind of derailed their season that game, didn't it? They Mm. they didn't really fire a shot against the Rabbitohs after that. Uh, Let's go through the M team of the year. I'll, I'll say the, the, the position and the player, you say agree or disagree. Or disagree. Yeah. Fullback, James Tedesco. D- big tick, easy. He polled second in the
5: Daily m's didn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
4: yeah. And I yeah. think in, like, there was some stat where in the previous three years or something he would have won with that many Votes, polls yeah. or whatever it was. Uh, winger,
5: Joseph Suwali and Alec Johnson. Well, yeah. I mean, yes, Joseph's a yeah. superstar and Alex. I mean, I mean, where is he? Probably 30 or 40 off Ken Irvine. I mean, he's just motoring into the all-time try scorer. So nice to see him get some recognition.
4: Yeah. In the centres, we've got Joseph Manu and Valentine Holmes. Yeah, both. Mate. Tick, tick. Yep. 5'8", Munster.
5: Yep. Ahead of Dylan Brown. Mm, yeah, yeah, I'm still thinking he had more of an impact, probably more consistent, even though the team was a little bit shoddy around him at times with the injuries yeah. and whatever. He still was a standout player.
4: Half-back, of course, Dalian medal winner, Nico Hines. Yes, correct. Happy? Tick, yeah.
5: Props, Payne Hassan, Joseph Tarpany. Probably, yeah. I mean, they're the ones that you look at and you think maybe. Uh, Tarpany, yes. I mean, arguably the best forward in the game, but I think you could throw a, a blanket over the next few yeah. bunch that are... Um, and it goes back to... how Do you know how these are picked? Are they picked by a, a, a vote as well? Or is yeah, a, it's,
4: it's picked by a panel, but this doesn't go on like... Dalian votes.
5: No, no, it's picked by panel who yeah. decide. Okay. Yeah. So they've got yeah. with Payne Haas.
4: Yeah. yeah, I I would have thought maybe Fisher Harris, yeah. uh, yeah, maybe Campbell Gillard based off his final series. Yep. Anyway, probably the first one we've disagreed on. Hooker yeah. um Api Uh
5: yeah, I think so again. Another deserved. Again, there's some you know, Harry Grant and some of the like have have played some good footy this year, but you know, I, again in finals football winning. Um, can't underestimate what he's done, so tick.
4: Yep, and then the
5: second row is we've got Kikau and Jeremiah nenai Yeah, nenai I mean, he won the Rookie of the Year Yep. Um, and would have, I mean, I guess you've got the likes of Ilias, who's played some good footy as well, so well-deserved there, and really, I mean, Kikau, uh, again, I think he's just so devastating. You, you'll be big ticking that, won't you? Oh,
4: can't wait for <laughs> Kikau to get to the Bulldogs. <laughs> Cannot wait. The only other names there that I'd probably throw in would be like a Sean Lane, a Hudson Young, Yep. Isaiah, Isaiah Papali'i, Yep. Um we're we're pretty flush with second rowers in the NRL at the moment. Yep. A lot of good a lot of good players there. And Locke, Isaiah Yo. Mm. Um I would have gone Cameron Murray.
5: Yeah, right. Okay. Yeah.
4: I just think in a squad that's probably not as strong as the Panthers, um, Murray has more a lot influence. more impact over the outcome of the game than Yo. Yep. Um it's, yeah, I just prefer Murray's style of play, I think. But well, Isaiah, of course, obviously a, a juggernaut of our game uh, at the moment. Um, just out of those players, uh, the, the interesting thing we're seeing now with the World Cup coming up, we've got you know out of this team, Su- Suali, obviously, declaring for Samoa. Kikia will play for Fiji. Uh, Payne Haas is out of the Australian squad. So... Out of all these
5: players, there's actually not too many that will line up for Australia yeah. this year at the World Cup. Uh, I think that speaks volume for the competition, yeah, doesn't it? Yeah, it it's I think a true it's world game that we're now promoting and representing, and that's player-led. Um, I remember when Tamalolo was one of the first to sort of jump ship, if you so to speak, and not play for Australia yeah. and represent. And probably now started, it. started the flow of players yeah. going to those second-tier nations. Didn't that's it? right. And now you're seeing the second-tier nations who are going to be genuine shots at winning... The World Cup, I mean, that uh, Samoan forward pack is going to be, you know, up there with one of the best in the competition. Um, you know, Australia and New Zealand are going to be out in front, but it's going to be going to be giving them a, a bit of a or uh Is it Kiri will be playing for Ireland? Is he? Yeah, Kiri's yeah, right. nominated to go and play for Ireland, which will
4: be... It's uh, a little bit of a junket for those <laughs> some of those teams, isn't it? I know a few guys that have played for the Italian team over the years. Yeah. They get the free holiday. Enjoyed it, yeah. yeah well, this all is expenses what I always
5: with. laugh about They're going, oh, you know, but they're giving up business class flights. And I'm like, really, you reckon Sula, he's going to give away a business? I think he's just might dip into his yeah, six hundred grand a year yeah. or seven hundred <laughs> grand
4: and maybe get himself
5: up near the point he
4: ends. Yeah, yeah. It's probably the first World Cup in a long time where I've genuinely been interested yeah. And one of the interesting things, because of the ranking system for the international games, Australia hasn't played many internationals. Yeah. So I think they're ranked third or fourth, so they actually find themselves on the same side of the draw as New Zealand. Wow. So you cannot get an Australia versus New Zealand World Cup final. Final. Okay. Pretty interesting. Yeah, so that's the first time I've heard that. Yeah, it may be a Samoa, a Tonga, England maybe, but their squad doesn't. Look, doesn't as jump off strong, the page, No, not like Samoa and Tonga is. No. Uh, so a huge opportunity for one of those second-tier nations to, to A, get into the final, but B, um,
5: get an upset. Well, we've got uh, eight, uh, I think Brooksy was telling me earlier, eight out there tonight who will be uh, with the potential of uh, representing Samoa, um, obviously. So Matt Parrish will pick the rest of the squad at the end of the game. Is that right, Brooksy?
6: Yeah, well, they've named twenty-four. Yep. Some, there's some teams that have named extended squads. Okay. A lot of waiting off the back of Australia's decision. So Fiji have an extended squad. The, the um, Api Corosau and Regan Campbell Gillard are part of that Fijian extended squad. So once Mal makes his decision, likely that RCG will get picked. Yep. Api Corosau. Maybe there's talk that Harry Grant and Ben Hunt will be the hooking options yeah, for the for Kangaroos. Somebody, yeah. So he's gone, look, I'll play for the Aussies, but if I don't get picked, I'll play for Fiji. Yeah, how do you reckon Would,
5: that dynamic will work? Do you think you'll get the the phone call from Mal first, or you'll sort of get in first? So Mal will go, oh, you haven't been picked. Oh, I was just ringing to let you know, Mal. I, I didn't want to play anyway. Yeah, it's hard. <laughs> it's hard.
6: Yeah, what do you do if you're don't Mal? Me, do you I'm call? Or do you, you know, <laughs> yeah. It's like when you have a job, and sometimes you get the call to <laughs> yeah. say you're unsuccessful, or you get the letter. <laughs> yeah. Which, which That's going back a few a years. Letter. but. Yeah, it's, it's great. I think it's... Well, you were harping hub, on it about, like, throughout the show about how good this World Cup is going to be. Yeah. And just the ability that Fiji can have Campbell Gillard and Corasau available. Yeah. We've seen Samoa and Tonga's squad. A lot of the stars are going to be on display tonight. Even Fiji's got quite a few stars tonight. Yep. This is going to make for a really good World Cup. We've only seen like, a few World Cups where two or three teams have dominated... Like mm-hmm. Australia have gone through quarter semis mm. finals with big scores. Yeah. And that's what I don't think we're gonna have that this nah. World Cup. Nah. I think nah. there's gonna be upsets. Yeah. We could we could see an England some old grand final, we could see it a, do you imagine? a yeah. Tonga New Zealand Grand Final. We've got these options on the table instead of it being either Australia, England New or New Zealand, Zealand yeah. basically rotating around in finals. Do
5: you think it makes it harder for a guy like you know, Nathan Cleary to be you know, I guess, a uh, superstar, which already is of the game. But, you know, it is now such a world game. That it's going to be even harder for Australia now to get into the finals, given the, the, the tough draw that they'll have with New Zealand on their side. Um, you know, if he goes through and dominates for Australia and they have success, you know, there's obviously no doubt. But you could argue that they've got it a lot harder now uh, than what, you know, 10 years ago it was given that these players have decided to go back to home nations.
6: Can you believe like, Nathan Cleary, he's about to play in his third grand final. He's played 136 NRL games, soon to be 137. He hasn't played for the Kangaroos yet.
5: Yeah. But that, that's yeah. crazy
6: and he's and he's one of the elite players in the league right now, top mm. 3. Mm. Yeah. Everyone's day. saying top one, like he's great. Obviously, Nico won the Dalian, but yeah. on his day, isn't that
4: interesting? How COVID will have will forever affect the statistics of some of those great players. Yeah, like Cleary should probably have what five or six caps for Australia under his belt, but because mm. of COVID and yeah. but also too the games.
6: the way the international game's been pushed, missile. like it yeah. it hasn't been seen as the the upper echelon of rugby league. No. Yeah. And I think this World Cup might actually highlight it. push yeah. international rugby league. I, I believe there should be a – I would love to see this, right? A Pacific tournament. Yep, agreed. And you have promotion relegation. You have the top four Pacific teams. Like, let's say there's eight teams and you've got New Zealand, Samoa, Tonga and Fiji, right? And then you've got Fiji come fourth for argument's sake and they play the top team of the second tier. So let's say it's PNG, Cook Islands – Uh, Vanuatu, Nui, just for argument's sake, Mm. and PNG win that, then PNG play Fiji to go into the top draw. Like, imagine having that every year or two years for International Rugby League outside of Australia and England. Like, what an awesome tournament that would be to develop the game in the Pacific.
5: It lends itself to that question. You think about Rugby Union being called the world game. um, But, you know, three or four teams have only dominated that over the last 20 years that... I think Rugby League really has captured lightning in a bottle in regards to these Pacific Islander nations and the ses- success that they could have. So how do you see that being funded? Have you have you spitballed that idea? I mean, you've got the relegation system. Yeah. How do we make that viable or fit that even into a football calendar to make these games happen?
6: Rep Brown's going next year. Yeah. And this is, like, this is an important time. We've got to leverage off this awesome grand final here with all these nations represented. Yeah. And the World Cup, which was delayed a year because of COVID. Yeah. It's going to be awesome. Let's leverage off it. Let's develop the game down here. Yep. Let's potentially bring South Africa into the realm, or places like that, where yeah. rugby. There's a lot of rugby rugby yeah. re- rejects yeah, yeah. that are there to play Getting our sport. Yeah, yeah. Let's start it. Let's start it. That's our point of difference compared to AFL.
5: Yeah, I agree. Well said, Brooksy. Love it. Passionate. He's going to be joining uh, Joel passion. on the uh, on the committee for
4: innovation in rugby league. <laughs> yeah. Why seat not? one, Joel Kane. Seat two, Nathan Brooks. <laughs> All right, uh, coming up, we're going to chat to Timmy Menard Hills. He he's going to give us a bias Parramatta perspective mm. on tonight's grand final, no doubt. We might catch up with Jaleesa Apps a little bit later. Uh, and just as we're speaking now, it's Penrith leading 32-4 to over the North Devils in this game. And the sun is back
3: out, Sock. 60 years of family culture. Join the Robson Civil Projects team for the opportunity of a lifetime. This is NRL Crunch Time. The
4: intro's so good, we played it twice. Welcome back to <laughs> NRL Crunch Time. I'm James Magnuson, joined by Steve O'Keefe. A quick score update here. In the, what are we calling this game, Sock? They Super, say Bowl. Super
5: Bowl. Mm. Mm,
4: I don't know. I don't
5: love I think it. it's already... Anyway, the Panthers, the
4: New South Wales Cup Panthers have gone over again. They lead the North's Devils 36-4 to 4 with a kick to come right in front. So that will be 38-4 to 4 in just a second. I said just before the break, Sock, the clouds have cleared. The sun's out. It looks like perfect conditions uh, oh, for this magic. this evening grand final.
5: How are you gauging the crowd numbers here? I'm, I'm feeling a little bit more Parramatta. There's a already. lot of
4: yellow. Yeah. There's I'm a lot of yellow. I mean, there'd probably be age. what? The, the crowd's quite spread out at the moment. There'd probably already be about 10,000 here, I'd say. Yeah. Filling right up to those nosebleed seats. Uh, a lot of yellow around. Uh, mm. I wonder if we might see a little bit of uh, red and blue for the Knights uh, in this yeah. NRLW. Like, do you think people would buy grand final tickets... Especially for the NRLW Grand Final,
5: I think it's uh, it's uh, the whole encompassing event. Yeah, I mean, some people might buy them just for Jimmy Barnes. I mean, you never know. Yeah, uh, what's been your favourite pre-show entertainment there, Missile? That you can remember? I mean, I think mine would have to be Macklemore. I
4: liked, yeah, I liked Macklemore in, in um, recent memories. I really liked Macklemore, but I've got to say, and I know they are our um, enemies, but I liked. Uh, Robbie Williams and delta yeah, Robbie Williams still got it, um, still doing it, still shaking those hips still in the magenta too wasn't he bright yeah, pink bright yeah. pink Delta was in Sp- like a uh sparkly pink outfit um I was
5: yeah, yeah, so I think Jimmy Barnes has got to go big today well, it's going to be the first time since we've had an all Sydney final um in Sydney uh, for a very long time, nearly eighty thousand sold out. Um, there are tickets on sale at the moment for people who missed out in the final at ComBank. We're hearing maybe fifteen to 20,000 at ComBank yeah. to watch. Um, It'd probably be the second best atmosphere to watch it,
4: right? And We'll have you know, 80,000, 90,000 here. They'll have 20,000 at ComBank. What if you could let
5: you just bring in your own barbecue, your little Weber, yeah. just cook up and have that and then have a few pot shots at the goal and set it up, a tee up under the post, you know, and kick it where your favourite player is kicking it from. You know what I'd like to see? Brought into Rugby League. Uh, what do they call it in the NFL
4: where you have the barbecue out the back of your truck outside the... Tailgate. Tailgating.
5: Why don't we do tailgating in Australia? Uh, I don't think people want to hang out in car parks, do they? <laughs> I don't it's know. Not, it's a really college thing, isn't it? Yeah, it looks fun though. Yeah, It's uh, pretty
6: loose. I went to a Seattle Seahawks game and they did the tailgating out there. Mm. And because it's a Sunday Arvo, that's the thing. You've got work tomorrow. A lot of the NFL fans just don't care. Yeah. Well, they take that week off and just let loose before their big game. Like a lot of – when I was over there, you see a lot of fans traveling around to the bigger cities Mm. like LA. Like I went to LA and the Philly Eagles were playing there and the the stadium was full of Eagles fans and Mm. they obviously planned this trip, looked at the schedule, go, oh, do a week in LA, Yeah, maybe go to Vegas for a couple Uh, of nights during the week. Are (laughs) they playing
5: in London at the moment, the NFL?
6: Yeah, that's right. There's a game on – at Tottenham's home ground. Yeah, wow. Uh, later tonight, early morning Monday. Okay. So they've taken a few games to Europe and, and London throughout the season to promote the game.
5: Could you see Rugby League doing the same thing down the line? I mean, we're sort of talking about that same concept, but taking it to P&G, taking it uh, to a few of our Islander nations there and, and, and playing a few round games. Like yep. here, I mean, we've already seen how well represented they, both these teams are. A polynesian community may be taking games like this overseas
6: well Hugh Jackman and Rusty were trying to get the Seagulls Rabbitohs game That's at the right. LAFC stadium yeah. Bank of California stadium yep to open a season round zero I think they were calling it because <laughs> it's going to take them around to get back
4: <laughs> can we propose uh halftime entertainment for that game Russell Crowe versus Hugh Jackman Gladiator the Gladiator versus the Wolverine
5: Yeah, okay. Interesting. Gary Freeman said what he would like to see rather than the punch-ons is a bit more Gladiator style, sort of 300 with getting the swords out. It was a bit weird. (laughs) Gary Freeman yesterday, he was encouraging that, and then he said the minicab driver who drives out the little van, the hospital van, drives too slow. Uh, He was criticising that. Oh, yeah. We were on all sorts of tangents. pretty slow. Yesterday, um, given all the head knocks, what, how
6: how fast does he want these? I, I, I was Yeah, I wasn't medicabs <laughs> rolling around. <laughs> <He's
5: just> <laughs> <done> <laughs> with does it. he want it NASCAR style? Or yeah, should yeah. we put a? Well,
8: we're we'll just talking about re-around. the eighty-six
5: final where there were about four blokes who were knocked out from Parra, so they went through the eighty-six final, and yeah. guys were just getting coat hanger, just basically laying flat on the ground, and he was just like, you know, the players looked after these days, but you could, if you had one criticism, it was the medicab driver needed to get a V six or a V eight put in. <laughs> <laughs> so fair enough. I can. Say
4: that. Yeah. Uh, just one more on the
5: weather. So uh,
4: they've had 20 mils of rain here at a core stadium across the week. But the head curator has said the playing surface is, is in great condition and we are good to go for the grand final.
5: Spoken like a true groundsman.
4: Perfect conditions today. <laughs> All right, we've got a caller, boys. Michael's on the line from Logan in Queensland.
5: Michael, how are you going?
0: Oh, not bad. Sock, missile. How are you, boys, doing?
5: Good, Never mate. better, Michael. Never how are you better. getting it in Logan, mate? Whereabouts in Logan do you live?
0: Uh, a suburb called Eden's Landing, mate.
5: Lovely. Yeah,
0: so love that's that, yeah. uh, oh, you, you might know Beanley, right next to the M1. Yep, very,
5: yep, very close do. to Beanley. Beautiful. Yeah, so very close. Nice to part Beanley. of the world. All right. What have you so
0: got for us? first thing I wanted to oh, first thing I want to say is um, how much I love you guys um, on the oh. radio. You, honestly, oh. you're you like family to me. Like honestly, I walk around. With the app on on my phone in my back pocket all weekend listening to you boys, and um, yeah, just absolutely love love oh. love your analysis of the footy, even though you guys don't have the footy background. You got you got some experience. <laughs> <money. Hey, you laughs> one
5: one season of under sixteen in of wolves isn't enough acumen. In here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you, you, Michael. But,
0: but oh, that but, means thank a lot. That, But the main reason I wanted to call. So woke up about four o'clock in the morning this morning. Couldn't get back to sleep. So through the old um, Alfred Dunhill Championships on, on the KA, right? And I'm listening, and so there's two blokes called Fitzgerald, uh, yeah, with the surname Fitzgerald, who are playing in the right. tournament. And um, anyway, so one of them's on the screen, and the commentator, not sure who he was, but he goes, um, "Oh, this is Fitzgerald, oh, of the Matthew variety," and of course i just, I've
1: just kissed myself, laughing, thinking.
0: Wow, is this bloke really tuning into the run home? <laughs> 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 it, 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 it was good. I am like, oh no, Joel, Joel's, Joel's bloody methodology is spreading around the world, and yeah, I love it. He's infiltrating.
5: <laughs> yeah. How are you watching the final uh, tonight, mate? Up there in sunny Logan, you'll be uh, out the back. You are watching it indoors? What sort of setup? No, nah, I'll
0: be indoors. I'll, I'll be indoors, mate. I don't don't quite have the backyard to. To set up to be able to set up outside. Plus, it's a bit cloudy and rainy up here. Would you believe, guys? Oh, very, very mate. disappointing.
2: The sh- the sh- but no, nah, mate. Sh- but, sh- but, sh- mate
0: but I'm I'm, I'm fully organised, mate. So, so mate, I'm, I'm a single dad with five boys, all right? So I've oh. I've got to organise things perfectly. So this morning, um, I've I've spent a couple of hours pre-making a lasagna, so that you Beautiful. know, a- around around kick-off time, I can just chuck him in the oven, and nice. um, yeah, and I'll, I'll 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 sit down on the lounge with a couple of my boys who who like footy a few of them don't, and um, <laughs> yeah, we'll eat, we'll eat lasagna and I'll have a have a few babies and life
6: will be good. Perfect. Beautiful,
5: mate. That sounds bang on.
4: Oh, well, thanks for your call, Michael, and your very kind words that uh, motivate no Sophani to at keep all, coming right. back each week. Enjoy Fair your point. grand final, Michael. Yeah,
5: there you too, guys.
4: How, How about that, sock?
5: Ah, it's just about to tear here up, go booster.
4: Last show of the season. and We're getting calls like That's a nice way to book in the year. We've got another one. Uh, a text come through here. Alex, race view the switch says, hey, boys, just want to let you know you put a smile on my dial every time I listen and sometimes a bit of cash in the bank. It's a great <laughs> afternoon of listening. Both so, good things.
6: You guys have got your friends and family calling and texting <laughs> yeah, in yeah. on the last show. <laughs> When everyone's listening, yeah. so, you know, Hutchie, Jazz are going, yeah, let's re-up these boys because yeah. it sounds like everyone loves them. Yeah. Yeah. And from Queensland Michael as well. Michael O'Keefe it's from Logan. Was Sydney? <laughs> Who
4: was <Yeah>. that one? <laughs>
5: Mel Magnuson on the text line. Well, can, I, can yeah. I just add to that there, Brooks? I've got just got a message from my mother not long ago. She <laughs> said, hi, son, listening to you and James today. Big kiss at me, James, not at you. Just to remind us, your dad's birthday tomorrow, which I've completely forgotten about, so... There you go. Talking about family, I did get one. It was actually just to my phone, though. Shout out to my dad's birthday tomorrow.
4: There you go. All right, we're going to take a break. After (laughs) the break, we're going to be joined by J.A. Jalisa Apps.
3: 60 years of family culture. Join the Robson Civil Projects team for the opportunity of a lifetime. This is NRL Crunch Time.
4: Welcome back to our listeners across the SEN network. SENQ 693 AM in Brisbane. SEN 1170 AM in Sydney. And SEN 1620 AM on the Gold Coast. And all our listeners on the SEN app. If you missed the first hour of the show, check out the Crunch Time podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Now, Sock, we're joined... By our workmate. Mm. We haven't seen her for a little while. No, what's the go? We've been
10: separated. How about you, though? You're just, like, leading the ship.
4: Well, Mm. it's been a little bit hectic here today. Sock and I, I, I don't know if they'd call us the A team, would they, Sock? no.
8: Brooksy's ah. been is.
4: in and out. James has been in and out. At mm. times, it's just been Sock and I sitting up here running the show. Have you We're known
10: when you are on, though? That's the mm. most important thing. Ah. You don't want to <laughs> say anything when
4: you're meant to be off. The Dallium <laughs> segment was interesting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Oh, I wish I'd listened. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, nah, we, got, we, we got our way through the show, J.A. Very um, good. Probably the most interesting part of today's show, actually. It's sitting right in front of us today. Mm. Who have we had, Sock? We've had Jonathan Thurston, Cameron Smith. Sonny Bill Williams. Sonny Bill Bruce a lot here, but there's a, there's a Andrew lot Andrew Johns, Paul Gallen. Uh, we've had front row seats to the Star Factory. Yep. Um, Jaleesa Apps. Yeah. Jaleesa yeah. Apps yeah. has just made her way in. Ruin uh, you're calling the NRLW game?
10: Yes, today? yes, yes. I uh, I will be for that. That's a really exciting game. I mean, it's sort of the Battle of the West and then uh, in the um, NRL men's and then it's kind of the Battle of the Underdogs, I think everyone is calling it mm. in the nights Yeah. the Eels because they both haven't made um, haven't made a grand final before, and certainly the Eels were underdogs. No one no one thought they were going to be here, but really pleased for that side. They're a really um, wonderful group of women. A um, lot of mixture also of complete a- experience, and then a lot of young girls coming through. So uh, it'll be very interesting. They, and their defence was what sort of got them there last week. So if they can hold that off, I think they'll do very well.
4: What about this stat? The Eels were paying 151 dollars to win the comp. Heading wow. into the last round, they hadn't won a game. They win their last game to get into the semis. Needed a few things to go their way, and now find themselves in a grand final.
10: Yeah, uh, it would be interesting to see how they've taken uh, they've taken the the day sort of coming in because certainly the men's side. There's been two very different approaches yeah. by the teams mm. to head into the grand final. You've had. The Penrith Panthers have done the traditional sort of thing where everyone stays at the hotel, they go into camp, they went in. They came out to a core stadium yesterday. We were all invited out to see um, the ground, everything like that. The Eels are treating it like a complete everyday game. They're making their own way. They haven't seen each other for 48 hours since their captain's run. Really? It's, ju- it's just like another game. Okay. It's really interesting to see that kind of approach. I've never seen a team sort of do it like that before.
5: Yeah. I mean, it's it's different. I would have thought, looking at the coaches, it would have been the other way around. You know, yeah. if you'd asked me how, and told me how the teams had set up, because Ivan seems really relaxed and measured and, you know, a lot of gratitude being thrown about, whereas I think Brad Arthur seems a little bit more intense. But, obviously, he's taking the brunt of it and allowing the players just to go on and prepare like any other... Game and treated as such, so yeah.
10: No, they've been told to make their own way, so yeah. Uh, no bit of team, traffic. Team, but I know that. It would, being it would stress yeah. me out. <laughs> I would find it quite stressful. Stuck I would on r-
5: Parramatta r- Road. I would
10: also rather know that all my players are together,
5: yeah.
8: and you know
10: that one isn't sort of running a little bit late or hasn't slept in. But I'm sure you don't sleep in when <laughs> yeah. you're playing a grand final. Um, but really interesting kind of approach, and their approach has been like that the whole week. So the Eels kind of got all their media out of the way earlier in the week uh, and then treated it like it was any other week.
4: It's an interesting approach, isn't it? I don't know if I like that Eels one, but we'll see how it plays out. Uh, Julissa, we're only, what, just over 30 minutes away from kickoff in this NRLW Grand Final. That's the 3.55 kickoff. Uh, You've had a close eye on this competition yeah, and we've, we've got a tip-off Ruan Sims already. Can you give us a tip uh, on who's going to win and why in this game?
10: Um, I think the, experience, the big game experience will probably ultimately prevail in the end of the nights. However, my heart lies with the Eels. I would love to see the underdogs. Come through, and mostly because we have Mary Kay here. Yes, she's also. also going to be on the call, and who is a <laughs> massive eels. Can't fan. wipe that
5: grin off her face. No, Two no. cracks so, at it today.
10: Yeah, so I, I sort of want to see when you've got when you've got no sort of allegiance to either side, you end up wanting to just see your friends happy, don't you? Mm.
4: And True. next year you will have an allegiance because the Raiders mm-hmm. are in the comp. Yeah. So four new teams next year, ten NRLW teams, just keeps getting bigger and better.
10: Yeah, it does. And, um, you know, it wasn't how they were planning to do it. They were planning on just having those two teams. It's funny, a few years ago, they kind of had to drag the clubs kicking and screaming into this competition. Um, And now they were only planning to have, I mean, and not all clubs, just, you know, they had to sort of get themselves established. But now they were... going to have just two teams next year but the demand was so high that they ended up putting all four in and also they they weren't concerned about because of the way that the development has been happening through the clubs with the women's competitions they weren't concerned about having um spreading the talent too thin they actually really looked at the talent and went no this is completely sustainable
4: i love it i'm I'm really looking forward to today's nrlw grand final uh once nrlw grand final is over J, what are you doing for the main game? What are you doing for the, the men's?
10: Okay, so my night is either going to be the most hectic, awful night, or it's going to be super easy. Because the way that the, the way the media works it for the news is we all sort of pool. So you've got uh, cameras from so Channel Seven, Channel you know ABC Ten and Nine. We all pool on the news. Mm. So two of us go to Panthers, two of us go to Eels. Now I'm on the Eels. So, if the Eels win, it means I'm waiting for the players to get back there at, you know, one, two o'clock in the morning sort of situation. Um, Wow. But, you know, when they go back and they sort of see all their fans, that kind of thing. If the Eels lose, I'm... I'm free. My life is So is that at the okay. Leagues Club? Is
5: that where you're going back to? Did you-
10: we'll go to the Leagues Club, the live site. Um, so obviously, Banquest also has yeah. the live site. So we sort of get all the colour for the next day. So it's kind of hard to predict what kind of night you're going to have. Yeah.
4: Yeah. J.A.'s going to be trying to get her own Better Than Lego interview yeah. out of one of the Eels players. Yeah. <laughs> We're like, Gutho might give you a Better Than Lego type interview. or something after a couple, yeah. after Gutho. the game. Maybe. So you're... So you're quietly hoping for an, an Eels victory tonight, a uh, uh, Penrith victory tonight, then?
10: Uh, look, it would make my short-term life quite easy. Yeah. But, I mean, you always want to be involved in a grand final, even, like as a broadcaster or in any capacity. It's such a um, privilege if you've grown up watching NRL to be involved in any way. So, certainly, I don't sleep anyway, so it'll be
8: fine.
4: <laughs> yeah, nice. Uh, just an, a score update here, live from a core Stadium. The Panthers have defeated... The North Devils 44 to 10 in the NRL State Championships. Uh, Panthers lock Jermaine Hopgood has been named man of the match. He scored a double in that game, and he will be heading to the, the Eels Olympic. next yes, season. Yes, he is. Seems like a pretty astute signing that one, given yeah. the Eels have lost a few forwards in Papali'i, uh Oregon yeah. Kafusi. So um, he he might be a good pickup yep. for for the Eels next season. I would have thought. Uh, J eight. Warm up those tonsils. Yeah. They've not been, long to go now.
10: They're, um, yeah, they've been strained all week. It's a very big week. And then you throw like the dally m's in there and everything and you're like, oh, okay, yeah. I need a good nap. <laughs> 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 not yet. Not,
5: not yet. yet. Not yet. Monday. Monday nap. Yeah, Monday.
4: Man, right. Monday nap. Yeah, nice. <laughs> I just want to jump into this text. We've got one here for for you, Sock. Okay. Uh, it's a cr- quick, a cricket question. Yeah. I'll be Stranger wearing my font. beige Brigade top to the upcoming Australia versus New Zealand match at the SCG. Who do you think are the biggest challenges to Australia in the upcoming
5: ICC T20 World Cup? It's a good question. Do you think beige Brigade means that he can't split each side? Or is he talking about, is there an old, am I missing something? Beige Brigade. Is that are we are like, like the... Are talking about um, the old Kiwi colours? Yeah, I see it's Kiwis. I'm pretty oh, sure it's, it's a Kiwis. A Kiwi. Yeah, so yeah, I, yeah. I would have... The, I mean, the obvious one in that... Um, would be the Kiwis. I see them being the biggest threat at home. Um, However, you just can't underestimate, particularly in T20. You saw Australia go over the UAE and win in foreign conditions, and the the reverse can happen here as well. A lot of these players play around the world so much now that the home conditions don't matter as much. Um, So I'd, I'd, I'd be dismayed if the Aussies don't make it through to the final four. Those other three teams, though, you could throw a towel over. So I'd be looking at New Zealand, India, potentially South Africa, um, England and Pakistan at the moment are playing in Pakistan. Uh, have locked the series up at three all. Um, so we're both playing good, uh, good cricket at the moment. But um, I think an Aussie and New Zealand final would be my prediction there, Miss o. Love it.
4: All right, so we're almost done here. We're on the home yeah, stretch. Yep. The last show of the season. Yes. It's been a pleasure. Start tearing up. And you, J.A.? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's been real. It's been, <laughs> been it's yeah. been real. Before, it's been a bit too real,
5: in fact. He's yeah, a
3: it has. Too has too real. Real. Yeah, we've, we've <laughs> been she sounded been thrilled
4: when she said that, didn't she? It's been it's real. real. Yeah, well, you have put up with both sock and I. Yeah, um, no, so, it's been a pleasure. Yeah. Yeah, you, you deserve some sort of Clive Highlight of, of the year,
5: J.A. Is there any highlights of uh, charts that you'd go wow well just, just, just working a On or or our something. show? Yeah, or, or just in uh,
10: general uh, I think our show, my favourite show that we had was when you were really off, me and, <laughs> 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 me and James and we were uh, just kind of niggling oh, yeah,
5: oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Was that right. like a few yeah.
8: weeks ago? Yeah,
5: I think you, I think I do get bullied a bit there. There's a bully book, you know, at SCN and you've been written up a couple of times You're one more HR warning Well,
10: what happened was James kind of started on you know, S- and then I'm like I'm like the little like person yeah, yeah, who had
3: to
5: just join. Left. I was like, well,
10: I'm not going to be next. So I just had to join in. Oh,
5: uh, you had to pick a side. I had to
10: pick a side. Uh, to, yeah,
5: go with the six foot six SAS <laughs> champion. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. I, I get am, it. i get smart. It. All right, before we go,
4: give me a team who win and Clive Churchill. Uh, I'm going to go Eels and Lane. J.A.?
10: Uh, Penrith and Edwards.
4: Yeah, I'm Penrith and Edwards as well. All right, that was NRL Crunch Time. Next up is NRLW Grand Final Pregame with JA and Maddie White and Mary Kate all to call the action. Sock, JA, farewell. See you next season.
5: Adios. It's been real.